from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. If you listen to this show often enough, you know uh, what I try to do, what we try to do, is, is put our expectations ahead of the game, right? If there's a game being played tomorrow, we try to say, all right, this is what success looks like. We try to say that today. Because that way, we can't move the goalposts, right? That way, we can't say, oh, you know, I want this team to win by 10. Then they win by 15. We come in the next day. I didn't see enough. It's like, wait, wait, wait. you said 10. They gave you 15. I think you got you to gotta put your money where your mouth is. Mm-hmm. Before NC State played their game against UVA, I said it was a, a must-win game. If they don't win, I was predicting they're going to miss the NCAA tournament. I couldn't come in the day after and say, well, I actually like the way they battled back in the second half. So they're still in the no, – I had to come in the next day and say – my logic says they were going to miss the NCAA tournament. So we, we're going to take that one step farther right now. We're going to go even more detailed, right? So it's not even like, oh, they have to play well, or, oh, I want to see so-and-so have a big game. We're going to get as specific as we possibly can with one thing for Duke, one thing for UNC, and one thing for NC State that we want to see this weekend to show that they're they're appeasing us. <laughs> <laughs> to show that they've accomplished making us uh, more confident in their team or their player or their coach or whatever it is that we think they need to fix. Uh, Dennis, there are three games that we're focusing on all tomorrow. Duke versus Clemson, and this is in no particular order. Duke versus Clemson, UNC versus Florida State, uh, and and NC State versus Syracuse. Uh, which game would you like to start with? Which team would you like to start with? Let's go in order of tip-off. 2 o'clock tomorrow, North Carolina. All right. Would you like to go first or second? I'll go second. All right. I want, and and we're talking specific here, I want R.J. Davis to put up eight-plus assists. Oh, okay. R.J. Davis is a killer scorer in the basketball this year, and that's a huge compliment. But also, um, I already know that Leonard Hamilton is going to use all his athletes in in Tallahassee to chase that guy around, right? You get to know some of these coaches. I feel like every coach in the ACC is new or relatively new, and then there's like Tony Bennett and Leonard Hamilton. Uh, even Larinaga doesn't – I know he's been around a long time, but Brownell has been around a long time, but I don't know. They just don't pop into my brain as much. It feels like Leonard Hamilton is is that guy, and I feel like I know what to expect from him. And I feel like he's going to throw a lot of attention towards R.J. Davis. And I think, you know, similar to a big guy that gets doubled in the post – a lot of times the move isn't to force up a shot through the double team. It's to pass it to the open guy, open jumpers, in and out to the post. Uh, so I'm looking at R.J. Davis saying, you know, I know Cadeau leads the team in assists, but there's nothing that says if they're going to put a ton of attention on you, you can't use the gravity that that you have, people collapsing to you, to get your teammates open. So I want to see R.J. Davis. I'm not saying he can't score 20. I'd love to see him score 20, 25, and eight assists. But the specific thing I'm looking for is, is eight-plus assists. I want to see Armando Baycott have 12 or more field goal attempts. It's only actually happened three times this season. Came in the season opener against Radford, he was 10-16. Came in the second game of the year against Lehigh, he was 8-14, and he was 4-12 against UConn. But you look at the last two games, six field goal attempts against Boston College, six field goal attempts against Wake Forest. That's it. In In four of the last five games, he's been under double digits in terms of field goal attempts. I feel like if Carolina is truly playing to their max, whether it's him getting offensive rebounds and 
putbacks or if they're using him in pick and rolls with Davis or Cadeau and he's working off ball. Nonetheless, I think Armando Baycott, 12 or more field goal attempts. He's shooting over 53% on the season. You're looking at him also going to the free throw line with some man one opportunity. You're going to see the 18 and 12, like 18 points, 12 rebound Armando Baycott that we expect. Can I? We're in the trust tree here, right? Yeah. We're all, we're all friends. I think I'm coming around towards Armando Baycott just having a lesser role this year. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of the year, I was I was terrified for UNC when when Baycott was having some down down games, and I was thinking maybe he's just waiting for ACC play to to kick off. I'm watching them play, and it's one of those deals where I like I check the the stat sheet, and I'm going, wow, Rondo hasn't really done much. But at no point in time was I watching the offense and going, oh wow, they're stalling out, or oh wow, they they need a bucket here and they can't get it. It's it it might just be the offense is operating pretty darn good without him having all of those shot attempts. And that's also a wonderful, like, backup plan. Right? Can you imagine if there's a day where R.J. Davis and Cormac Ryan and, and Harrison Ingram are struggling and it's like, I guess we're going to have to go to our multiple-time All-American in the post. <laughs> Haven't had to do that very often. It's like, it's it's... I'm not as urgent with the Armando Baycott stuff as I was. And I'll, I'll admit, I was very urgent with that for a while. So this is a change of tune for me, which is why, you know, please, nobody call me a flip-flopper. It's just, gaining more in, it's just gaining more information and changing my mind, which is what smart people do. <laughs> flip-flopper? Sometimes I, I, I think it's hilarious. And I'm not going to get into which side of the politics, but I do think it's funny when they're like, 10 years ago, they said this. Now they say the opposite. I'm like, well... Did they learn anything new in the last 10 years? You would ask me what I was doing 10 years ago when I was 23 years old. I hope I disagree with myself a whole bunch now when I'm 33. If I thought the same things would be an issue. Uh, so from the beginning of the year to now, I disagree with myself. I'm not as angry that that Armando Baycott isn't a featured part of the offense. Uh, what team would we go to next? All right, again, order a tip boss. We have Duke taking on Clemson tomorrow, 4 o'clock at Cameron Indoor. This one is my favorite. Okay, go for it. I want at some point in the game, okay, John Shire to go full elementary rec league basketball coach, old school basketball coach, and do a five guys out, five guys in substitution when he is mad at the people on the floor. Oh. You you know the the feeling, right? Everyone that's ever played, I mean, even if you just played rec league, when you're out there and you give up a bunch of points or you make a bunch of dumb turnovers and you look to the scorer's table and there are five guys waiting and the coach is usually right next to him, arms folded, looking at you like all five of you are going to come over here and I'm going to let you know everything you did wrong. And and it's 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 a bad feeling, but it also is the whole like after he's done yelling at you or or being stern with you and coaching you hard, then it's all right, get ready to get back in there, right? Next dead ball, all five of you back in. Like I need I need somebody to spark this team. And if it's not gonna be a player, let it be John Shire. Right? Old school, elementary school, all five of you are coming out. Cause I haven't watched a Duke game yet where there isn't a stretch of like four minutes where I'm like, get these guys off the floor, coach. They don't want to play. Get them all off, right? And he's been calling timeouts or sometimes he lets them play. Send five guys, right? It could be the the first minutes of the game for two of them, right? Because they're only going about seven, eight deep uh, uh, on the rotation. Send, listen, we, we got to put in those guys so you can get yelled at. Send a message. 
career-driven individuals. Ready to unlock your potential? Discover William Peace University's School of Professional Studies. Our classes are tailored for the working professional. Attend class on your terms with our online sessions and choose from various start dates throughout the year. Dive into a curriculum designed for success. Every class is a stepping stone that takes you closer to your career goals. Take one or more classes. It's in your hands. Elevate your career with William Peace University's School of Professional Studies. Dive deeper at williampeace.info slash SPS. Your journey begins here. More great news for carry commuters. With the new GoCarry app, you can track your bus live on the interactive map feature. Stay informed with the latest news and service updates right at your fingertips. Save your favorite locations and routes for quick and easy access, making your daily commute a breeze. Plus, with the GoCarry app, you can easily connect to GoCarry.org for even more resources and information. Best of all, the GoCarry app is absolutely free to download on the Apple and Google Play stores. GoCarry, where getting there is just a tap away something i want to see talking about sending a message i want to see kyle filipowski in the first four minutes of before the first media timeout get called for a charge because he's aggressively going towards the hoop like lower his shoulder into someone on clemson's team and just run through him and you know what and be okay with it I think you and I both love this story. That has to be the inspiration. For and a hundred percent. So the inspiration for this comes from in the Olympics when Kobe Bryant was with Team USA, the Redeem Team, the Redeem Team back in two thousand eight that had Dwayne Wade, LeBron, and all that. Then when they played against Spain in the Olympics, his teammate with the Lakers, Pau Gasol, was uh, was playing for Spain. And you know what he did? At the very beginning of the game, ran straight through his chest and got called for a charge. But it set the tone of like. I don't care who you are, even if you are my teammate in this case with my pro team. You're my you're my opposition now. I'm running through you, and it set that tone. We we, we always talk about mm-hmm. sometimes Duke can be soft. Yes, very much so. This season, quite often, very much. But if you want to turn that, you want to talk about like manufacturing that mentality mm-hmm. when you get one of your best players, one of your five star dudes that does that. Okay, you're going to take a foul. That's fine. I almost say, like, encourage it. <laughs> and, and and I think of that Kobe story even more dramatic than you just told it because mm-hmm. it's the Redeem team. They just lost. Yeah. The Americans lost in the previous Olympics mm-hmm. for the first time in a long time. And they were called lackadaisical. They were called things like soft. And then they're playing against Spain, who you, you brought up. Pau Gasol was his teammate with the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Kobe called that guy his brother. Like, yeah. that is, like, my best friend, one of one – of, Call them. It is my brother. Like they won championships together, <laughs> and, and I like obviously rest in peace to the late great Kobe Bryant. But just the other day, one of Kobe's uh, daughters uh, had a birthday, and guess who was posting pictures celebrating with her? Gasol. How Gasol? Yeah. Like these guys are as close as they come. And and before the game, right with USA on his chest, Kobe told Dwayne, LeBron, Bosh, uh, the coach who Coach K, mm-hmm. and, and said like. I know what play they're running. They're going to set a double screen. I'm running through Pau Gasol's chest. And everyone kind of was like, yeah, we'll see. That's like, that's your best friend. You're going to run. Yeah, okay. You're going to embarrass your best friend. It's gold medal match. And then sure enough, I mean, like Jonathan Stewart and, and D'Angelo Williams would have been happy with the. the well, full Mike Tolbert over yeah, here. <laughs> actually, that's, that would have been the better. Gosh, I missed the Mike Tolbert reference. I'm upset with myself. I got you back. Don't worry. Mike Tolbert would have been p- pleased with the, the lowering of the shoulder that knocked down. Uh, pow. And you're right. That could be something where uh, Duke hasn't played great, right? The loss to Pitt, the Louisville game, like they've they've soft is a word that we've used. And it might be 
I'm gonna run through somebody's chest. And everybody's gonna be like, really? You're, you know, you got bad hips. And oh, really? You're, you know, we don't want to get you in foul trouble. And he's just like, no, I don't think you understand. I'm gonna run through their chest. And and he has to do it. Like the other thing is you have to back it up, right? Then you have to play tough the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, which obviously Kobe never had a never had a problem with. Uh well, uh, last one. Set us up. Evening tip off. We have NC State on the road at Syracuse. I have one of two, but we're being specific, so I'm going to have to pick one. Okay. I'm going to talk my way through it. I thought about saying DJ has to score 25-plus. Which one? That was that was going to be my loophole. Oh, okay. Right? That's like when LSU plays Clemson and you go like, I picked the Tigers. Uh, I was going to say DJ has to score 25-plus, but I think I'm going to lower it a little bit and go DJ Burns has to score 20. They need, meaning NC State, needs a top of the roster. I think there's they're, they're too much about depth this year and not enough about who's our dude, right? And, and like, you lost two games in a row, two games you shouldn't have lost. Who's going to be the guy that's like, we ain't losing again? Is it DJ Burns? Is it DJ Horn? Is it somebody else? I don't know, but, but somebody has to say, like, individually – this one's on me. I understand we have eight starters, according to Kevin Keats, and I understand we have you know nine guys that can play. No, this one's about me. Give me the ball. Watch what I do with it. We're not losing again, which is again a similar you know kind of Kobe Mamba mindset. Okay, mine because we always hear Kevin Keats we're talking about in order for them to get into their press, which is when they feel like they're playing their best, is when they're able to press teams throughout the entire uh, court. They have to continue. They have to shoot. At a, at a high volume, or at a high percentage, I should say. NC State this season, from behind the arc, just under 33%. They average about 21 three-point attempts per game. Shoot 38. That's 8 of 21. 8 of 21 from behind the arc. That's 38%. That's not lights out shooting. But if you go 8 of 21 from behind the arc against Syracuse, you're doing pretty good. And that's what I want to see. I want to see him go 38%. 8 of 21. That's it. You take 21, make 8. Or you know what? Let's say you take 20. You take 10 three-pointers each half. Make 4. That's um. That's it. That's very... That's specific. Yeah, I was going to say that that's very modern. Like, my... my. <laughs> I'll take you through my college career real quickly with kind of what you just said. Mm-hmm. My, uh, my freshman year, we used to have three... Uh, goals for each game, like offense only, like the offensive meeting room before the game, we'd yeah. get together. We had them in lacrosse too. And, and it would be three goals. And one would be, you know, third down percentage, we want to convert X amount of third downs. Uh, we want to be X amount of good in the red zone. And, you know, turnovers were usually the other. But my freshman year, it was very much like, we want to be above 50% on third down. Uh, we want to be, you know, 75% touchdowns in the red zone or whatever it is. Uh, and and by my senior year, we had gotten so much more analytically savvy where our head coach would be up there and going uh, – or, sorry, our offensive coordinator would be up there going, uh, in games that our head coach has, has coached, uh, if we score at least 24 points, he wins 88% of uh, the games. And if we score at least 27, that jumps to 98. So it's like – and those are made-up numbers. But he's like, so our goal is to score 27 and a half or more. And I'm going like – we used to just say 50%. Now, now we're getting into like, 
On third downs, we need to be at least 38.7% in order to give our defense a chance to hold them below 12. And I'm going like, what are we doing here, coach? We're big, dumb animals. Just say, get get out there and do well on third down. Got it. (laughs) All right. Perfect. Uh, but when you like, like you're saying, like sometimes there is like a 38% breakdown where as long as you do that, everything good happens. It's just, you, you average 21, you make eight, that's 38%. And, and that's, that's, that's all it takes. That's all it takes. But if I were, if I were relaying that information to the team, take good shots, make them (laughs) right. Simple as that. Simple as that. Uh, so there you go. Those are some specific things we want to see from the ACC teams, uh, out of the triangle this weekend. And if those things happen. I think we'll see a bunch of wins, mm-hmm. right? If those things happen, I think we'll see wins that make us excited about the rest of the season. If those things happen, they'll be moving in the right direction. Uh, and just for the record, we didn't do Wake Forest because they don't play over the weekend. Uh, I want to see you rest. <laughs> I want to see Wake Forest get healthy, uh, which they, they are. They're getting more healthy by the day, right? Give those, especially the two that just came back, a little bit of rest. The Drive with Tim Donnelly, 99.9 The Fan. You know what the Wake Forest Demon Deacons are probably doing this weekend? What's that? Watching the NFL playoffs. As they should. What a wonderfully timed off weekend. Right? Right? Practice point. Practice in the morning on Sunday, right? A little, little training table for lunch, then the whole team goes somewhere to watch the NFL. And now we're talking. What a wonderful day. Heck, might even have the whole day off. Uh, nah, you never get Never. I mean, you might not have a practice, but you, you got to be in there watching film. You got to be in there getting stretched out. You got to do something. Uh, get in the training room at least. At Wake Med MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care, to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org.